Okay, so... Here we are on a Thursday evening. And I have yet to get the foxhole to... Oh, wait. And there you go. The foxhole has now connected. It was the only thing that did not connect. Until now. So hopefully that is up and running and we can get on with our night. So it's 6.58 and I had to make some changes to tonight's show. And for those of you who have not been, um, you know, keeping up with any number of the, the platforms that I use to just keep people updated with show related information and things going on in my life and sporadic thoughts and all that. I'm just going to put it out there first in saying that uh, I got a call this afternoon around midday um, with the news that Skip died. So he had, he, and it was, uh, it, it was very surreal because I didn't expect it at this point. I was prepared for anything. But the last couple of days, there was new plans made and some pretty hopeful prognoses about one thing or another. And uh, even though the, the road was going to be arduous, long, and it's just going to take a lot out of anybody. And he was already so weak. He just, I think he just let go. I don't know. I'm doing a lot of things behind the scenes and we'll see. We'll see what happens there, but we lost Skip today. So we had a great program that was ready with Jay Gulinello, of course. That will happen on September 8th. I just didn't know how I can transition from the death of a father figure to the benefits of beef liver without coming off as a sociopath. So, so we're... Um, the only reason why I'm even doing this tonight is because I had a lot of time to comp contemplate this. I have prayed for strength night and day, not only for me, but for Skip and for, for my family. And ultimately, the show must go on, and I felt like I could do it. Then I'd like to talk about him. But I'm going to open it up a little bit more generally to people out there, too, to draw you in as well. And I, I'd also like to I also like to say that I am, I am going to stick to my my plans of leaving town tomorrow for a few days as he made me promise that I would go when I told him a few weeks ago that I was worried that I would be gone and he would need me. So, and then of course I found out that he told my mother when I wasn't there that he hopes I throw my phone into the sea. So, that's what I'm going to be doing. And as for what we are doing tonight, here it is. There's not going to be any intermission. I don't know how long we're going to last. And you can do three things to contribute to the show tonight. Here's the theme. Here's the theme. You can call. You can call me up or you can send in a super chat and you can ask any questions you like about me, Anthony, all of us growing up around Skip. You can go and you can do that. The other thing that you can do is you can call up and you can say a little something about a father figure in your life that you lost who helped you become the person you are today. And then you can also call in, and this one is a very important one, you can also call in to tell me the best damn joke you have ever heard. I even set up on the Discord a joke line. Call in with the 
best damn joke you have, I would appreciate it. But I would also like to hear about you and the father figures of your life. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean fathers, by the way, biological fathers. It means people who filled the void, people who stepped up, who were complementary in, in many ways and were were undeniable influences on, in a positive way in your life. So that's what you can do. And um, and I always like talking about childhood and my life and sharing that with you guys because, as I know from very many years of doing this show, sharing things like that brings up things in you guys at home that I can't even fathom, that I can never predict. And um, and I, I like I like that exchange. I, I like I like that. That's what we're doing. But this is real life. This is real life right here, ladies and gentlemen. And today's one of those days that I almost wanted to delete every tweet on my account out of embarrassment for caring about the headlines even a little bit. And I think I I think and I because I was reading some, I was like, oh boy. Jeez, Frank, you're angry. Jeez, oh look at this one. Boy, you are a salt jeez, you're salty. And I think I I I seem so salty in some of these tweets because I was using Twitter and it's not just Twitter. Of course, the sh- there's the show, there's there's good days, bad days, and the show actually helps me regulate my emotions because it's a, it's a, a good venting. And I understand what I come off as, that you're in front of many people, many people you'll never even know are watching you, that even so many years beyond the taping of this show, somebody who was probably an infant when it was first aired, might come across it and listen to me and, and have a whole experience. You know, are, are, you lis- are you listening to me right now from the year 2080? If you're listening to me right now from the year 2080, please email the show, quite frankly, podcast at gmail.com. I have to keep these things in my mind all the time so that even when the worst of me wants to just thrash and say the worst things possible, because off air, I sometimes, oftentimes, you know, don't hold back. But I understand, I understand who's watching and I understand that there's a, there's, there's a need for moderation, which is another reason why there's so many things I don't put on the internet because I say, you know what, I'm gonna wait until I get on the air tonight. Because when I'm on air and when I'm in front of a microphone and I know I'm live in front of thousands of people, more every day, thank God, I am going to force myself to find the best possible way to say it. Even though sometimes you're talking about topics where there's really no easy way to say what needs to be said. But this was real life today and that's the kind of thing it made me do. Is It made me feel so petty about everything else. And I always wish that there were ways to hold on to this kind of perspective. Uh, n- not so much in why I'm having it today. I got the same kind of perspective on my wedding day, on the opposite side of the, uh, the joy spectrum. I had that kind of perspective there where, oh man, this is real life. You know, this is what matters. I want to hold on to this. I want to turn this into broadcasts and I want to take this out of people and I want to it, it, it you know I want to I want to invoke this kind of feeling inside of people it's hard to hold on to that because there are lots of people lots of organizations there are lots of plots out there 
as we've discussed many times over the years, that are out to take that from you and to aim it for them. And, you know, I'm looking at all these tweets, and I'm like, oh, you know what, I'm going to delete this one, delete that one. I might just trash the whole damn account. Who the hell knows? And I think everybody, I started realizing myself, I was using Twitter a little bit as a punching bag. Everything is a punch. And then I realized everybody's probably doing the same thing to a degree. People who have it all together and are com- at complete and complete state of peace with everything around them are not thrashing about on a micro-blogging platform trying to understand why other people are fucking nuts as if you can ever change that that's as that's as ridiculous as as these democratic socialists trying to change the human condition for the better or not for the better for their worldview which they think is good but is really just an earthly iteration of hell but it's um it's still like i said it was a surprise today Skip was delirious yesterday. He's been like that a little bit over the last week and a half. I haven't had a really good conversation with him in about a week and a half. Neither has Anthony because he's just been so overcome with pain. And I, I really do believe that he was um, he was now chemically addicted to the, uh, to the painkillers. At the same time, the doctors hear him wailing. What are they going to do? Not, not give him relief. But, but then, then again... That was a plan now. How do we start weaning him off of that intravenously? Start giving him some more stuff orally and get him better nutrition with this new tube that they put. It was a Frankensteinish event. It's a Frankensteinish event. And if it weren't for him telling me in a more sober state, I want to fight. And even then, he said he wanted to fight for us. He said, I didn't want to let you down. If it wasn't for him telling me that, I would have never signed on to any of this. Because, you know, when someone is in state of pain, agony, and they're they're calling out to God and calling out to anybody that has something that can numb them, uh, you know, I, I understand why they're calling out for death. I understand. But you can't take somebody's word you can't that's not a that's not a clear mind, so I had to I had to stay loyal to the clear-minded skip and as long as there was any any non-surgical option that could be that could be done then we were going to stick with that and today I think he just he just didn't want it anymore and he just he just went away he just left so um so yeah that's what we're going to do we're going to talk a little bit about him you can call and tell me some jokes and uh, maybe I'll even jump into Babylon B a little bit. Here, here is a picture of all of us going to the Alamo Draft House in Yonkers in 2000, I think, f- f- what was it, 2015, to see The Force Awakens. Everybody was very excited. There's Skip on the, uh, hold on, is that, do we go, hold on. There's Skip on the left. He was excited. In fact, a couple of people, do- Matt in the center doesn't look very excited. Matt looks like he's he's ready to check out altogether. I don't know why he's so stoic. But uh, we all had a good time that night. That was one. Here's another one. This was a very special day. This is that wedding day I told you all about. All of us, me and all the groomsmen, getting around and making Skip the center of attention for a couple of minutes. And he loved it. 
Boy, did he love it. That's Koss and Anthony and Mike and Matt and me and Gypsy and Mike May, the little guy on the right. That's really how, how tall he is, Mike May. And, and there you have it. That's, I have a little bit more for you. For, for example, here's one, of our example, here's one of our trips to Disney World in 2002. 2002, here's me and Skip trying to take the sword out of the stone. There you go. Good job, guys. Good job. Skip looks like he's slacking a little bit, doesn't he? I'm really trying to put something into it. Just finding a reason to flex. Here we are in 2004. He's got the same hat. I started wondering, what the hell is this hat? Is this like a uh, a vacation hat? There's a vacation hat in 2002, and then in 2004, there's the vacation hat again. At least it doesn't have the same Mets shirt on. And of course, there's my mom and Skip with the, with the fanny packs. Fanny packs galore on on vacation. But I do I must say, you can tell in 2004, I am I'm eating to gain weight. You can tell I'm eating to gain weight because see the definition in my arms is not nearly as good as two years before. I should have stuck with what. First of all, I wish I would go back, and I would say, Frank, okay, listen. Here's what we're going to do to balance out your work. I'm going to teach you how to do a pull-up. I'm going to teach you how to do a few other things. We're going to balance this out. And you are going to lean into your metabolism and don't worry about being, about being, uh, uh, you know, uh, whoever. However many bodybuilders I was following at the time. It was never going to happen, Frank. It was never going to happen. You don't have the frame for it, and you don't have the money, and you don't like needles. It would never happen. So um, that's what I would do. I would go to 2004, and I would say, hey, you still have a 2002 metabolism in there somewhere, Frank. Stop with the creatine. Just stop. And, uh, and start intermittent fasting and learn how to do some pull-ups, you, you dummy. All the time wasted, right? Okay, so here we go. Oh, we got a first question in. It is from, it is from Kappa Papa. Alrighty, the first one here. Kappa says, I guess the first thing I will ask you is how he came into your life, how Skip came into your life. Well, I think it was 1995. I think he started working at my mom's company in 1995. And... We are going to, and you know, he's a, he's wherever we go. I was talking to the, the, the two nurses, talking to the two nurses that were preparing him to be moved down to the second floor at the hospital yesterday. Me and Anthony, we got to the hospital just in time to see them preparing him to be moved. And, um, you know, we go over there, skips because he's, he's delirious. He's calling out for a guy named Ralph. I don't know who that is, but you know, I, I move my mask down. I said, skip. Skip, and we're getting in his face, just so he sees his face. I take out a picture of Aurora. I'm letting him, he's, and then he gets quiet. And he just stares at Aurora. So he knows something. He knows. But he's in such a state. And um, so while he, they're preparing him for, to get moved, and there's these two nice the nurses are there working on him. Then a third lady nurse comes in and, and is working on, on uh, you know, some tubes and all that stuff and preparing him. And while they're doing that, I, I threw a little jab at Skip. I had to because the the Yankees just beat the 
the Mets two nights in a row, and he's a big Mets fan. And I, I said, Skip, I said, Skip, Skip, the, the Mets lost last night. And they lost the night before, too. They lost two in a row to the Yankees. And, you know, the, the nurses liked that a little bit. And he was kind of just drifting off. And I told them, I said, you know, I, I know you guys are only really, you only really know what you're dealing with in, in one bed or another. But this man right here in Yankee Stadium in enemy territory in the 1990s, the only guy I know that can go in, <laughs> into an enemy ballpark, sit in any section, and come out with friends no matter where he went. No matter where he went. I said, I know, I know it, it, you wouldn't know, and how would you? But anyway, around 95, he started working with my, mo- with my mom, and he, was, uh, he just became a, a, hit, a hit wherever he went. I guess that's the reason why I was telling you. He became a hit wherever he went, and and uh, they just became friends with my mom and all of her friends really quick. And one day we were going to a company softball game that he was playing in, and my mom told me, you know, um, she said, "Hey, listen, uh, he always gets that he looks like two people. He looks like either Emmett Smith of the Dallas Cowboys, which he loved hearing because we're all Cowboy fans." Or he got that he usually gets from people that he looks like Carl Winslow from Family Matters. And <laughs> so my mom gave me this little bit of information and said, and said, you know, just tell him he looks like one or the other. He'd get a kick out of that. So my first conversation with Skip, it was from the bleachers on some dusty softball field in Stanford, Connecticut. I'm on the bleachers and he comes off the field or whatever and I guess it's his, you know, they, they get off the field and they're getting ready to bat. So he comes walking over to, you know, be the, you know, the big wise cracking, just having a good time kind of a guy that he was, is. And that was the first, that was the first conversation I had. I said, you know, I said, hey, you know who you look like, Skip? He goes, he goes, who? And I said, you kind of look like Emmett Smith. And he goes, yeah, that's my boy talking to me. You know, like that's, that's what I want to hear. And then, of course, as he, as he, you know, basked in that a little bit, I let, I, let, I let the excitement die down a little bit. I said, you also kind of look like Carl Winslow from Fam- Family Matters. And he just, he just walked away kicking rocks. He just walked away kicking rocks at that point. And he soon became a father figure when I really didn't I didn't really didn't have one in my life you know there was a time there when my grandfather was getting sicker and sicker he died in 2003 and and then you know it was it was that was already during a time when we weren't we were pretty estranged from my father after he came out and really didn't know how to deal with that especially after so much in childhood and then you know it's, it's a lot to bear especially in formative years it really is. So, but then you, that's how we met, at least. I guess that's how, that's how we came to be. And he used to, I mean, we were all over the place. I mean, in the late 90s, my parents divorced. Like, 99, they divorced. But they was already done by 97, 98, I guess. And then my father came out in 2001. And during those years, we were going everywhere with Skip. Everywhere. We went to baseball games. We went to baseball series 
especially when when my brother's favorite team, the Seattle Mariners, came into town because my brother loved Ken Griffey Jr. In fact, I got a picture for you right here. I went and I'll grab this one. I think this is from 99 or this is from 2000. There's Anthony. <laughs> There's Ant and Skip. And look at that guy photobombing in the background, the blonde guy. He actually looks like, looks like a nice guy, actually. Look at him. Wait. Wait a second. There he is. Look at that guy. That blonde guy in the background. He's just saying hello. I wonder what he's doing these days. I wonder how he is. He seems like a nice guy. But this was, uh, this was it. Whenever we went to Yankee Stadium, it didn't matter who the Yankees were playing. Skip was wearing the hat of the opposite team. And, of course, he loved backing up Anthony. And um, that's... Those were... That was spring and summer. So we did those. Cooperstown, Myrtle Beach, Florida, even the hometown buffet. Like a hometown buffet in Milford, Connecticut. And my buddy Steve, I told Steve that, that we lost Skip today. And I grew up with Steve. I've known him since I was five years old. And we went on so many vacations together. And when we were even home, we would do everything with Skip too. Go up to the buffets, go out to laser tag, one thing or another. We were just doing it all. Skip taught us how to how to play blackjack, taught us how to deal blackjack. And uh, Steve said, I know that this is a, 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 a crappy memory, but I will always love and cherish that memory of going up to the hometown buffet with Skip. And we gorged on so much stuff. This buffets were very new to us. Obviously, Skip, and, Skip enjoyed the, the, um, the, the good things in life. Sometimes a little bit too much. He was a big man. But so we would go to buffets, and it was just amazing. This one day, my buddy Steve, who himself is a little husky, had nine plates of macaroni and cheese. That is just whatever the hell else he was picking on nine plates of macaroni and cheese. We were probably in high school, freshman, sophomore, something like that. So afterwards, just me and the boys, me, Anthony, my buddy Mike that you know over here, Mike, Skip, we went to Hometown Buffet, and afterwards, Skip... We, we stopped by a uh, gas station to get gas, and he said, you guys want a beer? He said, I'll give you one each. And of course, we're like, yeah, absolutely. So we got one beer each. And halfway home, Steve starts moaning in the back seat. He goes, oh, I don't feel good. We're like, what the hell, what, what, what's going on? All of a sudden, boom, starts puking all over the place. And on the inside of the, Mike, Mike pulls himself up between the passenger and the driver's seat. He goes, Skip, Skip, you got to pull over. You got to pull over. It smells like Doritos back there. He, it, it just, so we had to pull over to another rest stop, and it took us like 40 minutes to clean the interior of the car out. We weren't drunk. It's just that he had nine plates of macaroni and cheese in his stomach. And speaking of Myrtle Beach, I remember last year going down to Myrtle Beach and having that reflection for the first time that I that I was now the father on vacation for the first time. And it was overwhelming then. But, um, yeah, this will be a new one too. But Skip was that rock that I'd have to say that my father couldn't be. During pretty formative years in my life, in Anthony's life, he was very, very, very strong uh, for Anthony. 
especially when he had a lot of anxiety issues, some of which kept him like inside. He was just afraid to go out. Skip was there. And, you know, in junior high school and high school especially, these are big years. And it's not my criticism of my father. This is not a criticism of my father. I love my father. He's brilliant, and we're closer now than we ever have been. But I believe that's just because we're treating with each other as adults. You know, um, when it comes to being a mentor for growing boys, Skip was best equipped for that, and he showed up right when we needed it the most. I guess that's the best way to say it. So uh, let's get into some more... Let's get into some more questions and calls. Remember, you can call in about your own father figures, or you can tell me a, the best story that you can come up with. Oh, no, no, best joke, not a story. Let's keep this a short exchange. I want to hear a joke. Shotzi says, my condolences. So sorry to hear of Skip's passing. May he rest in peace. Thank you. Thank you, Shotzi. And um, I, I do want to, I do want, I do want to say it cannot be minimized what your prayers did can never be minimized. There were certain turnaround, there are certain turnarounds or turns around, turnarounds. And there were certain reprieves and there were certain, I don't know, just coming back up to the surface for air and moments of peace and weeks of clarity that were mixed into these saying goodbye moments and this these horrible chapters of agony that I could only... I could, I could only attribute to the influx of positive, glowing, loving energy coming in through these prayers. So I can't minimize it enough. I, oh, I can't maximize it. I cannot minimize it. It was real. It was palpable. Thank you all. Uh, Dan Schumann says, so sorry for your loss, Frank. Prayers for you and your family. I hope you have a great vacation. Thank you. Rev Olution says, R.I.P. Skip. Frank, my heart goes out to you and the entire Valbiro family. Thank you. Stickman says, condolences on your loss. Sending love and prayers to the family. Leasebreaker, Leasebreaker, two hours ago says, now that we've been, now that we've mastered the drums, what's the next instrument you'd like to master? I'm going for the bass next. Oh, Leasebreaker. I have so many things I want to do on the drums. I am have I know that you're being you're being cheeky here, but I, if I were to have mastered the drums and I it's a part of my um, fall and winter goals. Fall and winter goals to do a few extra things, to learn a few extra techniques. If I mastered that, I probably would play the piano. I probably would play the piano. There's something about the ability to be able to to stand down, to sit down at an upright piano, a piano in the middle of a lounge or a smoky cantina bar or at somebody's house during a Christmas party or whatever the hell and just not not even be able to play a song, but to be able to just leisurely riff and to become background music and to be able to just be another part of the the party. Oh, what I would do to be able to sit down at a keyboard and just riff. 
So that, that's what I would say if I had mastered the drums, which you know, the piano is a is a percussion instrument. So I'd be going from one percussion instrument to the next. It actually makes sense. It makes sense. So here we go. Uh, let's see, Laura from Scotland. Wow, Laura, do you know we have a Jerry from Scotland? Laura says, hi Frank, long time lurker here, but avid viewer and supporter. Just wanted to send my love and condolences to you and your family. I'm so sorry to hear about Skip. May he rest in peace. Thank you for all that you do. Enjoy the vacation. Laura from Scotland. Well, that's just wonderful. I appreciate you all. Let's take a call. John from Connecticut. How are you? Hey, what do you say, kid? I got a joke for you. Okay, you good. Go, please. What do we say? Uh, what does the northern girl say? He says, yes, you can. What does the southern girl say? She says, yes, y'all can. All right, hey, happy day. Try and laugh and think of all the good things. Yes, it sucks, but you'll get through it. I love you, man. Good I love night. you, too. Thank you so Thank you so much. What does that mean? The southern girl says, I want more than one right now. Everybody in the room, just line up. I don't care. That sounds that sounds hilarious. You know, I'm so happy that John from Connecticut was the first one to get through. All that energy just kind of came right through the phone and rubbed off on me. I feel fantastic right now. This, this one will do, do me well as well. Here is uh, Jerry. What's going on? Jerry. This one will do I can't do that right now, Jerry. Uh, if you listen back to what just happened, try to figure out what was going on with the feeding back, and then call in again, and we'll try that. Um, can't wait for Jerry to call back. 561, you're on the air. How are you? So I want to hear a joke. I want to hear a remembrance from your own life or something else. Go ahead. Frank, my deepest condolences, buddy. Um you know, when I talk to you, I feel like I'm talking to one of my best friends that I just ain't met yet. I appreciate and, that. And uh, you have, yeah. Um, well, I guess I, it's not really a joke. It's uh, kind of a, a stupid comment. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. Uh, let's see. Okay. So one time George Orwell was uh, constipated for nine months, and when he finally dropped a deuce, Hillary Clinton popped out. <laughs> constipated oh great well hey listen i would actually take that there's always there's a, there's a lot of rumors about what her when her birth or the circumstances around her birth actually was that that might be it my friend thank you buddy hey seriously keep your chin up buddy i just recently lost my ex-wife and she was only 50 and it was too damn short and she was the mother of my kid uh this was back in january i meant to call you before but i didn't think you'd want to hear it um Sob story like that? No, no, it's not but, a sob um, story, man. It's 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 very real, yeah. and I'm glad that you I'm glad you shared now. Yeah, well, she um, she put off going to the hospital because she she was just as based as us. So she she kind of saw the uh, the writing on the wall, and she she put off going to the hospital from uh, pneumonia because of uh, all the medical malpractice that's been going on the last two years. And uh, the doctor said that she was just a day late. Um, I was a strain from her. She was way out in Colorado. I'm in the Carolinas, but um, it's just too damn short. So I, I kind of I feel your pain, brother. That's all I wanted to say. Well, I appreciate you uh, sharing with me, and I hope that you and your family have found peace all these months later and that you preserve her memory the best you can. 
Thank you, buddy. Talk right. to you soon. Take care. Oh, yeah, medical malpractice. I'm not talking about that tonight. I'm not talking about that tonight, but I will. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of things that need to be sorted out. People need to be right, right, rightfully memorialized, and and uh, and then we will, uh, and then we will take a look at the the who, what, where, why, when. That is for sure. Four one seven, you're on the air. Who's this? Oh no, hello, Frank. Hey, hello, Frank. Yes. Hey, Mike from Rockland County. We talked about red apples a while back. Yes, yes. Mike from Cal- uh, Rockland County with the red apples. That was fan- I, I love that. I, it makes me want to go back to that time when we were the, the biggest topic on the show that was recurring at the time was all this apple talk. Well, go right ahead, Mike. <laughs> I, uh, I had a father figure uh, in my life. My dad died when I was seven. And my mom had to go to work full time. So my uncle would take me in the summers. And they would take us up to Speculator up on Lake Pleasant. And he taught me to water ski because he thought water skiing was going to be part of the Summer Olympics. So I trained with him for eight summers. Uh, He was a professional trainer. He ran a country club in uh, New Jersey somewhere. Blue Hill, I think it was called. Mm. Anyway, great guy. He was a custom home builder by trade. And I learned all about construction, just picking up nails around the job site with his guys. But it was a great influence on my life, you know, and it never would have happened if uh, my dad hadn't passed. And, and, he's, and your, your uncle has since passed on? Yeah, he has, yeah. Hmm. I, Back I, in the 90s. So, I, I, so during what years were you training with the, the, the water skiing? It would have been from 58 to... 62, something like that. Well, you said eight eight summers, right? Well, 64 then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I started well, in 58. My dad died 66. in 57, so. Wow. I was eight, yeah. Well, I, I, I love these I love these remembrances, Mike, and I, I, I thank you for that. And what was your uncle's name? Ted Zell, believe it or not. Ted Zell? Ted Zell, Z-E-L-L. Wow, just like just like the Zell brothers. I wonder. I wonder too. We got to see. I, I'll see now. I'll get a, a message from either Frank or Jim. I will see if they had a a great uncle Ked somewhere in the in the family tree, and I'll let you know. Yeah, he was he was a pretty great guy. There was a story when he ran the country club that we could never go down there as kids. We'd go down and visit once in a while. My mom was, uh, he married my uh, mom's sister, my aunt. <clears throat> and we used to go down and visit him at the country club sometimes. And we couldn't go on Thursdays because the, the uh, Giants were training there. Oh, that's, oh, that's interesting. Out, yeah, it was pretty interesting. But uh, it turns out, I think he said they were ballet dancing, but nobody was supposed to know that. The Giants ballet dancing? Oh, well, hey, supposed to know that. hey, listen, if, if, if ballet was good for Jean-Claude Van Damme, then I guess it was good for the, the football <laughs> giants. Hey, thanks for, the, thanks for the call, Mike. It's great to hear from you. Okay. For, hey, I fi- tried to send you a super chat on your link on YouTube. Yeah. It did not go. You know, I have re-entered that link. I don't know why YouTube is deadening the links, but just I, I, the easiest thing to do is just open up a new tab on the, the browser, put quite frankly superchat.com, and it'll bring you right there. You got it. All right, man. Thanks a lot. 
Thanks, Frank. Good talking to you. All right. Good talking to you as well. All right. So that was Mike from Rockland County. Mike from Rockland County. I like that. Father figure. The uncle. The uncle. What's going on, Jerry? Mike from Rockland County. Take two, Frank. Can like you hear that. me? Yes, but I hear me, which is the problem. The I've just switched it off. That's what I'm, I made an answer about the last time because I switched off the wrong device. <laughs> okay. I've well, that, that, that sounds better now. Wednesday. Yeah. It sounds better now, so yeah, go right ahead. What? My controls. Yeah. Um, my condolences, obviously. Uh, I'm feeling it because, you know, the show must go on, you said, at the start of the night. I was in exactly that situation when my father died because my father died on New Year's Day and I had a gig at half past, let's say it was at half past four in Glasgow, Victoria Infirmary. The whole family was sitting around the beds just waiting for the last moments. It, it collapsed on what we call Hugman Day, you call it New Year's Eve. And that's the biggest night of the um, Scottish social thing and I had a gig at Hampden Park which is the National Stadium along with my brother but uh, <laughs> my dad collapsed at half past five in the evening and off to the hospital and we knew what it was and we knew that it was going to be terminal so because it was the Christmas period the entire family was there which was good but come half past four and, and uh, they, they pronounced him dead and that's that sort of thing <laughs> but I had a gig on the on, uh, New Year's night, and I had to drive a hundred and odd miles to Aviemore to do this gig, which I, I thought, I can't let these people down. It was, it was okay cancelling the Hogmanay gig because we've got somebody to do it for it. Mm. But I had a drummer and I had all that sort of thing, and you think the show must go on. So the, the, the bizarre thing about it was that I went to the gig and my drummer said, Hey, Happy New Year. How's it been, you? I said, Well, I've had better. Once I've had better years. My dad just died, and of course it was that. So we did the gig, but I know what you're, that thing like the show must go on. And and I remember on that particular night, I thought I'm going to sing Stardust and the whole Squeak of Michael song because that was my dad's favourite. What, what, wait, what, what, what was your father's? What, you broke up right there. I want to know what your father's favourite song was. Stardust, Hoogie Carmichael. Okay. And oh, uh, as we were doing this this gig, and it's time for. A, this dance, that dances, you know, Scottish dances and rock and roll dances, and you mix it all up. But I just sort of thought, I'm going to sing Stardust. And it's these little things as a performer sometimes, because I play a lot of like hotel lounges and for the first hour or so, I just play cocktail piano. Uh, and I always play all the sorts of tunes that my dad liked. I don't only do them, but I play these tunes that my dad liked and I imagine them sitting just out of sight, enjoying it. And uh, it's things like that that later on you start to you incorporate you incorporate your dad or your father figure or whatever into your own life. You end up wearing their shirts and jackets and things like that just to I don't know. There's something about that you carry on, you know. So, mm. uh, but I'll never forget the last thing my dad said to me as he lay in his deathbed. He said, "Son." Biggest mistake I ever made was buying this deathbed. I don't know what I was thinking about. <laughs> uh, so I was it, just asking for trouble. I uh, was asking for trouble. A uh, sense of humor. Dad, that, that's, well. that's amazing. I love a sense of humor to the end. That's amazing. God bless you. It's uh, yeah. The show must go on. It's it's, it's not easy, but uh, you know. 
There we go. The show does go on, and uh, they'll be. Mo- who knows how many people around the world are now going to be adding skip to their prayers? And that's a great thought, you know. It goes on to my prayer list, which is getting sadly longer and longer. But yeah. I pray for people every day. Must be a Catholic thing, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I now have a, another name to add to the list, and we'll all meet again. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. And, yeah. and, and Jerry, I, I'm, I'm happy that you got through tonight and you, you, you contributed nicely. And, and thank you again. Yep. God bless. God rest, Skip. Yes, absolutely. And thank you. God bless you. I got to say, I told you guys last, it happened last Thursday at our gig, two minutes before I went live, a couple hours before the show, the, the performance, I got a call from a doctor that said, we got to drain him. We got to drain the, his lungs. He's very sick. And it, it turned out that they took a liter and a half of fluid out of him. But he wasn't allowing them to do it. So the doctor was like, do you want us to be a little bit more aggressive? I said, what does aggressive mean? He goes, oh, well, we're going to have to sedate him. We were just going to do a local anesthetic, but it can't happen because he's not letting it happen. I said, you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do because that's it. I mean, if we got a shot at this, then just do it. He said, you got it. Next time I get a call, it was two minutes before, two minutes before we were, I'm, I'm sitting in my drum throne. I'm putting in, I'm putting in my inner ear monitors. I'm getting ready, you know, just loosening up the shoulders. Uh, Derek is about a minute away from starting the first backing track that we're going into and just going to blast away for an hour. And I look down and I see the hospital's calling me. So, popped an ear monitor out, said hello, and it was the doctor. Said, uh, yeah, uh, Frank, the, your, your, your father here is pretty sick, and I have to do an emergency, whatever the hell else. And I said, and he's going into what they usually do. They tell you about the, the consent that they need, the risks, they tell you everything. And I've been through this call so many times at this point. I said, I said doctor... And I told you this on air on Friday night because something remarkable happened, a synchronicity afterwards that I'll just reiterate now. I said, I said, doctor, um, I, I'm about to, I'm about to go live. I'm about to take the stage right now and perform. I'm giving you all of the permissions you need, and and Godspeed and 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 uh, and perform well yourself and 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 thank you for everything that you're doing for him. And he said, oh, oh, so you can tell that they're moving it along. So it's just a blanket, consent, and good luck, and God bless. And then we went right into playing. And he told me, he said, one of the risks is he may die. He's very sick right now. And at that point, how many times have I heard that? Over the last four or five months. So all I did was, in that moment, I popped my earplug back in, I picked up my sticks, and for the next hour, I played as if I was saying goodbye. That was it. I mean, that, that's just, if that was a day or two before and I had already been home from the, from the, the show, I might have picked up my rosary and, and said a decade. But um, I didn't. At that point, all I had was the drums. And... Um, that's just the way it is, at least for us performers, for musicians. I know you're out. Jerry knows, you know, and many of you out there know. 
That's just what it is. And it doesn't matter how big or small the stage is. It just if it, it's part of you. So, I have a uh, a question over here from from Slimy Tim. <laughs> Some of these names pick me up. Slimy Tim says, "How did Skip get his name?" Well, I, there's a couple of different stories, but the one he told us, I think I remember, is that he had when he was really really young, like some I don't know, maybe like middle school or younger. He, there was this little girl that he would hang in the neighborhood that he would hang out with and play with and all that. And I think that they drew hopscotch. They drew the hopscotch with the chalk on the on the ground, and Skip played hopscotch with her, and she started calling him Skip because of that, because he's you know skipping along on the hopscotch thing, and he went. Uh, and when she went to go knock on his door to see if he can go play the next time, he asked his parents. She asked his parents if Skip can come out to play. They're like, who's Skip? And that's that. Well, that's what he said. I don't know what the legends are. His real name was Reddick. And when he, and during his DJing days, because he was a DJ back in the day when he was spinning records, he said his DJ name was DJ Reddy Red. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but did he did he fall in love with his granddaughter? There's Skip and my mom and Aurora last Thanksgiving. Oh, did he fall in love with Aurora? And here's a little bit before that, maybe few, I don't know how many six months before that, he's got his he's got his uh, Mets hat on top of Aurora, and he looks like he's uh, deviously trying to bring her over to the dark side. But I don't care. I gotta tell you right now. I gotta tell you, nothing would make me happier than if the Mets won the World Series. The Cowboys, forget it. I told him that, that Skip, that's never happening. Never happening again. We soaked it up when it was there. That was all. When we watched Cowboy games together, and I, in the first, I, I, he would hate me because in the first quarter, I'd say, oh, they're, they're, they're done. He said, Frank, it's the first quarter. I said, what do you want me to say? Are you not fans of the same team? Do you not know when they have loser written all over them? They're done. Why are you even watching it? We'll still watch the next three. We'll still watch the next three, the next three quarters. But it's going to end up the same way. We know they're trash. Can't just choose to like another team. That's just what we live with. But the Mets, nothing would make me happier if the Mets won the World Series. I, I would also be. A, I would be a mess too. Walking a tightrope tonight, man. I'll tell you what. So, that's what we got. Okay, let's go over to the Super Chats again and see what people are going. We'll take some more calls in a little bit. I see some two people are in the joke line on Discord. Do not leave and stay by your computer because when I bring you into the on-air and I start calling your name out, don't be in the bathroom playing with yourself. I want to hear these jokes. Minnesota Cat says, I lost my father, Mike, in Superior, uh, Wisconsin, 1991. I was 10. In a private airplane crash, he was the pilot. I grew up enjoying nature at the beach, skiing, biking, beer fests, and blue fests, uh, and blues fests. He taught me good music and good times. He was my heart. Mm. 
The Butcher says, thanks for the great show tonight. Nothing else needs to be said. What else we have? Stickman. Stickman says, I went to the doctor last week for my annual physical. The doctor told me that I had to stop. Okay. Thank, thank God. I saw the next part there, and it has to be a joke. I went to the doctor last week for my because I couldn't take any bad news right now. The doctor told me I had to stop masturbating. Why? I asked. He replied, because I'm trying to give you an example. <laughs> I'm going to have to do this over again. It's good. And it hit me so perfectly. I went to the doctor last week for my annual physical. The doctor told me I, I had to stop masturbating. Why, I asked. He replied, because I'm trying to give you an examination. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. That is... That I need now. Now that was great. Oh, I just felt like a. I felt like if there is like a a a, a spirit knuckle to be cracked, my spirit knuckle just cracked. Whew! <laughs> just can't stop. Oh man. Beth says Frank. So sorry about Skip. Losing someone you love is so difficult. I lost my sister in January to the death jabs. I couldn't visit her until the last day because of the rules. She and I had worked together side by side for 25 years until she retired. <sighs> yes. Well, thank you for sharing that, Beth, and 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 uh, prayers for your sister. Man, there's just so much, so much, and this is why. This is why. Don't run away when we, we take a night off from politics, ladies and gentlemen. Never do that. We need this. Um, what do we have over here? Jessica. Just, uh, Frank, are, uh, are there any sayings that Skip would say that you will always remember? Oh. Oh, boy. We got a lot of the black sayings. I I'm going to remember these as the days go on, but things that I can pull off the top of my head... Hold on, hold on, let me ask Anthony, too. Um, wait a second. Let me, let me call Anthony for a second. Wait a second. What's Anthony doing? I think he's just in the next room. Maybe he calls me back. Who knows? All right. Well, what, what do we get? All, all of his jokey sayings. What are some of the things he'd say? Well, I mean, that was the first place we heard black don't crack. Um, oh, darker the berry, sweeter the juice, which is particularly disturbing. That was, that's a, that's, you know, um, Little thing he got he got so many the pronunciation of so many things wrong that was always fun. 
Um, uh, he call, he would he would call hookah hookie. What are you smoking your hookie? I don't know. Whenever my mother did a good job cooking something, either for the holidays or for Sunday dinner or whatever, he would say, "Wow, babe, you really put your foot in this." Now I took it a little bit too literal. I know it's a it's a, a, a an American black Southern saying like you know you kicked its ass or you you really did this up well, but it's just too. I have too much of a literal picture of somebody just smashing their foot into my macaroni and cheese, and um, that does not make it delectable to me. So he would say things like that. I'd be oh Skip, come on. He goes what? I said I'm. This is. I don't want to think about mom's feet. In the stuffed broccoli. <laughs> so there's things like that. That would always pop up for me. I Anthony would probably remember some things too. I just don't know. Uh, I just don't know. Hold on. My cousin Sherry just texted me. Says, uh, hey, uh, Frank, what do you call a female peacock? I don't know, Sherry. What? A peacunt. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like that one. I like that one, too. So the, the jokes are rolling in. The jokes are rolling in. What else do we have to say? Um, I'll take another. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to the joke line. Here we are in Discord with Cave Toad. Cave Toad, give me your joke, my friend. You there? Cave Toad going once. Oh, there you are. Cave Toad? I see you unmuted. Where are you? This is unfortunate. Goodbye, Cave Toad. Uh, Prodigal Rev, what's going on? Three? Oh, man. Well, Discord was a good idea. We've had some success with it over the last couple of years, have we not? I think it's been a wonderful tool for giving people a place to go and, and hang out and share news and you know, a little bit more of a fast-paced forum kind of a thing, not so much of a forum. But, boy, have we had some rough goings with all the lines, the call-in lines. A call from Megan. What's going on, Megan? Hey, Frank. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What do you have for me? you have a story about somebody that was a mentor for you? Do you have a story? Do you have a question about uh, my life growing up with Skip? Or do you have a joke for me? Well, first, I want to say I'm very sorry about Frank, or, uh, Skip. Thank you. And um, I'm going to pray for you and your family. I just wanted to share that um, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of my wow. father-in-law passing away. And he was very into, like, UFOs and the afterlife and ghosts and spirits and all that. And we had a lot of time to say goodbye to him. So I told him, I said, hey, you know, when you cross over, come back and, you know, let us know that you're okay. So he passed, and it was, I believe, a Thursday night, so we were down with his mom and his brother, and I just had this feeling, I'm like, we have to go to this, it's called Spoon River Drive here, and you go, and it's like all these different, like, garage sales all over in his little town, and he always wanted to go to this place called Bernadette, and he would look for UFOs there, or whatever he could see in the sky, and I said to my husband, I said, I think we need to end the trip there. I think your dad would want us to do this. So we did Spoon River Drive. We ended it Saturday night in Bernadette, and it was cloudy, so we couldn't look at the sky. So we were more looking at the trees and our surroundings. 
And I look over to my right, and I'm like, is there this flashing light? And we start looking, and out of nowhere, there's this, like, little blue ball of light that just starts, like, floating and flashing on and off, like, through the trees and up high. So we knew it wasn't, like, somebody on the ground, like, messing with us. And we watched it until we couldn't even see it anymore. And I really, truly believe that that was him coming back to let us know that he was okay. Mm. I, 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 so, that, and, and those are always heart-stopping situations. Oh, those are always heart-stopping um, moments. Uh, my, my my family always looks out for things like that. They look out, they look out for butterflies and jackrabbits that show up and run past them in cemeteries. Everybody is somebody coming back. Everything is somebody working through this this very thin physical veil. This uh, this thin I don't know frequency of light that we all live through. Just almost use as a, I don't know, just just these little these little ways to say hi or something. I we get a lot of we got a lot yeah. of those stories and legends in my family. I, I know how how breathtaking they can be when it happens. Yeah, so I'm sure you'll you'll be hearing from Skip soon. Uh, it's it'll be it'll be an interesting one, and I uh, I, I thank you and I send my condolences to your family on this upcoming upcoming. Uh, anniversary, and I'm I'm glad that your father-in-law has found peace as well. Thank you for the call, Megan. Thanks, Frank. All right, take care. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we we didn't get to do. Me and Skip, all of us. Skip wanted to. Um, Skip wanted to. Never, we never got to go to Dallas to go to Cowboy Stadium. Um, for Skip's 60th birthday, which would have been next year, he always wanted to go to Hawaii. That's what he wanted to do for his 60th. He wanted to treat himself to Hawaii. So maybe one day I'd go to Hawaii because I never wanted to. I never wanted to go. Maybe do that. Uh, and somebody asked me. Somebody asked me if there's any sayings or things that Skip used to say that we will, will remember. I uh, I don't know if you remembered any. I went to the you know the 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 ones that he always run to. Black don't crack. Sweeter the the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Shit like that. Is anything. Anything I'm uh, you're remembering that you don't have to dig too far for? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, sayings. Was, I don't know. I don't know. That's I. That's it, it. Was hard for me to dig it up too. Those are just the obvious ones. Um, things like what, what he would call hookah, hooky. I said he got a lot of things wrong just pronunciation wise. Right. But I don't know. Just putting it out there. That's why I called. Didn't, oh, didn't, okay. Yeah, I didn't know if you can draw on anything from there. Just, uh, just talking about father figures and and memories and and working through stuff. That's really all. So, know you're going through the same thing. Everybody's sending a lot of a lot of prayers our way. So, I thought you'd be happy to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate everybody who's given their support. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Well, if you think of anything, let me know because we'll have to, we'll have to, uh, especially once we start digitizing all of our videos and all that stuff. We, if we start getting all of our vacation videos in order, and he's obviously in all those things, we'll find better ways to memorialize. Well, I them. have all of that. That that's all of that's already digitized. Oh, okay. Like like all of our Florida, our Florida oh, yeah. video. Oh, yeah. then we got to go through that, and we got to yeah. find some really good stuff. 
All right, so we'll save that for like a Saturday night or a Friday night show. Yep. All right. Well, there's Anthony, everybody. Good to see everybody. Good to see everybody. All right, well, that's... Uh, well, I'm going to try one more time with Prodigal. Hey, Prodigal, on the joke line, do you hear me? Three, two, one. Well, it was a good idea to have a joke line up. 7.56. I'm not going to go much longer. I think we did it all right for an hour. Maybe I'll go into some Babylon B headlines to get a joke. Uh, 224, who is this? Hello. Hey, is this Frank? Yes, it is. Hi, this is, um, this is Ima. Who? Sometimes referred to as Logan. I'm sorry, are Ima? you, are, are you on speaker, Logan? are you on speakerphone? I am on speaker, oh. should I, should I turn that off? Oh, yes, please, please do. Okay, I'm off. I cannot believe this. I cannot believe I've gotten a hold of you. I've been following you since. Um, the pandemic started. Oh wow! And, so we're a couple uh, of years you've been, in. You've been you've been a, a rock for me, really. I mean, in a time when when things seem very lonely and um, isolated. Um. Anyway, I wanted to say that I was very sorry to hear about about Skip, and um, I, I lost I lost my father about forty something years ago. Wow! So in a very sudden um, car wreck. So I know that death can kind of come suddenly, and um, we're never quite prepared for it. And um, I know right now you're you're being brave through it all, and um, uh, it's a process. Death is a process, the grieving process that we go through. And um, I think you're handling it very well. Well, and, um, well. Let me, let me now that I have you off a of speakerphone. What's your name again? This is Ima. Ima. Or rollerbone, sometimes referred to. Okay, well, well, I, well, Ima, I let me ask you something. <laughs> I'm. Uh, yes. l- l- let me ask you something. How how old were you when your father died? I was two. Oh. My mom was pregnant with my brother. Yeah, she was in her twenties, in her early twenties. It was a sudden. So you're very blessed. I don't know if you know how blessed you are to have spent so much time with Skip. That, uh, you that, know? that that is something some, that that is something that I'm am, I'm able to really grasp onto, and I I didn't know. So let me ask you this, since it's a, a bigger, it's another theme of the show here tonight. In your father's absence, who who stepped up to be that 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 uh, that father figure for you afterwards? For sure, my my, my uncle. Mm. Um, I my 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 father had um, his bro- his brothers were. They were always there and, and, and kind of had, each had different types of, um, you know, like one, like two of them were really wild and one of them was really practical. Mm, you so, need that. Yeah, that's good. You know, you've got that variety. Yeah. What, what about you? What for Skip? What was, what did Skip provide? What did Skip provide you? I mean, what sort of things did you pick? Like, was it wisdom or? I, I, you know, I, you I, I think it was a little bit more. Well, well, you said there. There's definitely spontaneity there. He was very fun. Uh, I, I got a lot more. Uh, Skip was always a guy. Skip was always a guy who had connections, and it's not that he was connected through organized crime. It's just that he made friends everywhere. And I was already a pretty social kid. Um, I my all of my school records indicate that I liked talking with people and making friends and, and being a goofball more than I liked studying, and that uh, that's just something that 
the, I think that when I when we met Skip, and he was always you know Skip's got connections. We'd say we got Skip. Do you have a guy that can get us this? You have a guy that can get us this? And he, lo and behold, he usually did. So I started, I started really trying to hone that about that ability to to turn people into friends and to 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 make a network of people who you know help each other out. And there's always something. There's always something to build on that. So it was a little bit more of a business thing, though. Uh, there's a lot of that. Everybody has their faults, but he gave us a lot of he gave us a lot of strong strong social lessons, and we had a lot of fun. and And of course, like I said before, growing boys in those formative years, junior high, high school, even trickling into college, uh, you need strong men around. You need to be able to talk about girls. You need to be able to to work problems out. That you just it just I mean you can talk to your mother about things, but it, it's sometimes it's better not to, you know, to to learn what what a boys' night right. out is all about. It that was that was really it. And I, boys need that, and we we had that. Hold on, well, Anthony's here again. What's going on, Ant? <laughs> it's funny you say that because he did give me advice about girls, and I just think it was a little bit too young. I think it was a little bit too young because I. What do you say? <laughs> There's a girl I liked in fifth grade. She's like, oh, ask her, to, ask her to eat lunch with her. Could you? Which I didn't. Which I didn't do. Could you imagine? Go, like we went to uh, you. You know, we went to Corpus Christi school. Yeah. Uh, elementary school, like going to the girls' table to, hey, I wanted to eat lunch with you. That would never even work. I know, it wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Like, so he was definitely coming from a different time. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but it, obviously it was appreciated, you know, even though I've, I've uh, talking to, to actually approaching girls in person was never my strong suit, uh, even after that. <laughs> but mom sent a text saying, tell Frankie this one, Skip hated chocolate and anytime anybody offered him some he would say i don't i don't eat anything darker than me yes 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 i don't eat anything darker than me but, but, but that's kind of that he he would he would eat chocolate Everyone, uh, I, I i don't i i see i he started getting a lot looser as he right, got older right like for, and, and, that was something that he wouldn't do but then over, over time he would yeah that, over time, he, he would do that because, uh, like I said, he would not do chocolate earlier on. He wouldn't drink beer earlier on. And every once in a while, he would have a beer later on. And it's, it's just things that he's just new habits. Ima, thank you so much for the, the call and for asking the question. And, and all the best to you and your family. Absolutely. May his memory be eternal. And um, as you guys do go through that healing process, uh, I hope that you'll know that you can find comfort in prayer. So okay. God Wonderful. Bless you guys, okay? Thank Anthony you. Anthony and Frank. Thank you. Thank right. you. Take I appreciate care. it. And have a Bye-bye. good one out there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't eat anything darker than me. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's just in uh it's just all very incredible. Very incredible and very surreal. Um all right. So, let me see. Let me see. I'm going to be doing one thing. I'm going to take another maybe two calls, and then we're off for the night. I just got an email. Let me see. got an email from Abe. says, we're going to be playing classic episode movies, funny clips, and all sorts of entertaining, frankly, nostalgia for the entirety of Frank's vacation. Be sure to tune in over the next several days to chat and hang out only at quitefrankly.tv. That's right. So over the course of this vacation... QuiteFrankly.tv is going to be chock full of stuff, and I'm bringing my laptop with me, so there will be nights 
that I download things from the place I'm staying at and throw together a playlist. Maybe it's a you know a long documentary, whatever. But there's always going to be something going on on the site. And if you are if you're tuned into the Twitter and onto the Telegram and elsewhere, you're gonna know you're gonna know just what we have lined up. So I hope that you you take a look at that. As for tonight, it's 8:05, and I'm just I'm ready to I'm ready to pop off and just go and do a little bit more packing and relax for the for the evening. Um, is there anything else? Let me go check the super chats and maybe one or two Babylon B headlines to substitute for jokes. Chef Jay Kinney says, Hi, Frank. Rest in peace, Skip. I lost my dad in 2001. I just turned 11. Afterwards, I looked up to my Uncle Frank as a father figure. Enjoy your vacation, and I will keep you in my prayers. Thank you, and God bless your Uncle Frank. Uper Viking, Uper Viking says, The strength you are showing tonight... I know Skip is uh, <clears throat> I know Skip is smiling down from heaven. Proud of the man you have become. What a beautiful tribute. Thank you for sharing him with us. God bless you and yours, Frank. Thank you, Uper. And I promise we're going to we're going to memorialize him better. I just threw some stuff together and I, you know, um when we get into those vacation videos, we're going to have a good time. I'll have Mike here, Anthony here. We'll have a good time. I I promise you that. Thank you all so much. Larkstar says, Skip sure sounds like he enjoyed uh, making others happy. Frank in today's world, uh, Frank and the today's word, Wordle answer? What's Wordle? And today's Wordle answer is clown. Coincidence? I don't know, but be on the lookout during your well-deserved vacation. My prayers to your family and much, so much love. I will be on the lookout for all types of clowns. Thank you for your support, Lark. You're very generous. Everybody's very generous. And, um, and yes, Minnesota Cat, my condolences, Frank. I want to take a moment in quite gratitude that God sent you a father figure when you and Anthony needed one. That's beautiful to hear. I rejoice with you as you remember all the richness he brought to your life. And then Dooku Dan says, It's poetic Skip appears in your life when you needed a father's wisdom and guidance, and now you are a father, and you gave Skip your wisdom and guidance. Uh, Skip's mission went full circle. Skip, Skip helped you to get to a good place in your life by example, with much love. Thank you for that, Dan. That's very... That's a wonderful way of looking at it. It makes me feel good, and you know, honored. Mama Time Lord says, keep remembering him well, his love for you and yours for him. And there you have, that's what we have for tonight. I want to thank you all for the the time. I want to thank you for the, the wonderful company. There's a little bit more on Rumble here. Selling the Farm says, thanks for doing the show tonight. It's a celebration. Uh, suffering is over and he's with the Lord. We knew we knew him through you. Godspeed, Skip. Thank you, Selling the Farm. Uh, Mr. Manatee says, Norm MacDonald voice, I got a joke for you. I forgot how it goes, but it turns out your mother is a whore. Yes. <laughs> I love, that's a good one. 
Uh, Florida Sunsprite, much love to you and your family. What a very funny memory. What's a very funny memory of your mom and Skip? My mom and Skip. Oh. Oh, geez. Oh, there's a lot of funny memories. But one that is just for me and the boys. For example, I I showed you that picture of us at Disney World. We went to Disney World, Epcot Center, multiple years in a row. Uh, We loved Universal Studios better than that. Uh, Myrtle Beach, but whenever we would go to a theme park, me, Anthony, if it's just me and Anthony, or me, Anthony, our friend Steve, Mike, Matt, uh, Chris, who any of the friends that we would take with us, no doubt about it, we were going to lose my mother and Skip. They just drifted into situation, and, and every time we would turn around, we realized, where the fuck are they now? There was one year... We were so pissed off, and nobody has cell phones, so there's no way to say, hey, where are you? We're standing by, you know, Mickey Mouse's ass. Come to the the, the Mickey Mouse Christmas store. We're by the the fountain or whatever. You can't do that back then. So every time me and Anthony and and whatever friends we had along with us there turn around and realize we have to find them again, we would just get pissed. But, you know, when we get mad, funny things happen, so... You know, there's this one time we lost them again in Disney World, and <laughs> and uh, and we speculate. I, I said to myself, I, "I like what could I wonder what they're saying to each other right now as they realize that they've done it again." And as some, I forget which one of us imitated Skip because when he when he would get flustered, his voice would go high, and someone said, "Why are we so stupid?" And we're like, yep, that's exactly what they're saying. We, so we envisioned them walking around in, in Disney World alone, estranged from us, asking themselves, why are we so stupid? I don't, I don't understand. How did we get so stupid that we keep losing these kids? We were so frustrated sometimes. How are they lost again? So those are some of the fun things. Oh, another thing. Um, to this day... Leaving, port, uh, leaving Florida for one of our vacations, we, well, we rented a van. We, the Florida vacation is now over. We are in the van. We are going back to the Orlando International Airport. We're going back home. On the way back home, the locking system on the doors, you know, you, you hit the power locks and go, whatever. Well, the locking system on the doors, they kept getting triggered. The doors were already locked, but it was as if somebody was kept on pressing the button to lock an already locked door. So it just sounded like a weaker ignition inside of the door where it just like it was trying to lock, but it's already locked. You know how you do that with power locks? Skip was convinced it was me. I swear. And Now, listen, when I start denying something and, and, and all the pressure comes down on me, I will start to crack. I'll start to smile and I'll, it, it'll become funny to me. It doesn't mean I'm guilty, though. And I, I swear, there is no reason to deny it at this point. I was not screwing with the power locks in this rented car. I swear. So he said, he was getting to the point, he was getting mad. He said, Frank, if you touch the locks again, I am pulling over. And we are in the middle of Florida, on the Florida highways. You pull over, there's tall grass everywhere. There's these, there's this flowing water. There's probably alligators everywhere. And he's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you out of the car if you don't stop. Skip, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. Low, I don't know if it was Anthony. Maybe it was Anthony all this time. 
said, you know, saw that I was in a position where nobody believed me. And the locks got triggered again, and he pulled over on the side of the highway. I had to get out of the car. And for a couple of minutes, we're just standing there in like a standoff. Eventually, I got back in the car, and we went to the, the, the airport. But to this day, from every year forward, he never believed me. I, I promise it was not me screwing with those locks. It was funny. I mean, I I enjoyed it, but it wasn't me. So, I mean, there's a lot of things like that. <laughs> On that same trip, they were... <laughs> Anthony pissed off, Skip, because one of the souvenir... One of the souvenir cups that we got from one Universal Studio place or another, like a King Kong cup or something... One of the big, thick straw... You know the big, thick accordion straws that used to come with the souvenir cups? Everything was durable back then. You got a souvenir cup from uh, Universal Studios or Six Flags or Disney back in 1992. It, uh, some of the artwork may have faded, but it is... St you can probably... I mean, it's a sturdy, sturdy thing. Anyway, Anthony was playing with the straw, and he started blowing through it, and he realized that the straw had formed a, a natural whistle. It was whistling. So he, was do he kept whistling the same tune, monotone tune, through this little plastic souvenir straw. And I remember the tune, too. He went like this. It went something like this. Almost sounded like a morning dove. It like... And it started getting to Skip's, on Skip's nerves because he just wouldn't stop. He said, Anthony, stop it. So we're all, now, now we're all like, you know, we're in the back seats. It's me, Anthony, whatever friends we had on for vacation. And we know that, hey, listen, all you got to do is just do it one more time. And it's just going to be so much more funnier than before. And Anthony would do it because he had no self-control with the ADHD. He, had, he, he would just do it. <laughs> Shit like that, you know. Now I, I, you know, we went on the we went on the rides plenty of times. We have plenty of pictures of us on the Jurassic Park ride, one thing or another. But I mean, those are the memories that stick with you. It's the 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 blowing through souvenir straws in your rented minivan in the middle of Florida when all you have is each other. All right. Well, that's all for tonight. That's all I can really handle. Um, for some reason, there's no gold pills that came through Foxhole. So I'm sorry. People sent them in. I, I'm, I can't see them right now. I'll try to make up for them. No Babylon Bee. Um, here's how I'm ending tonight. No intermission, no credits. Um, just the Ave Maria. I don't know. I don't think that this meant much to Skip. He wasn't Catholic. But it means something to me. And... I will be finding better ways to memorialize him in the future. I just thank you all tonight for giving me some space to do this. And I will be back before you know it. And we'll be back to our old ways and keeping on with each other. So thank you for sharing yourself with me. Thank you for taking on a little bit of my stuff. And I will I will see you before you know it. Send a prayer for safe travels and all that stuff. I'd I appreciate it. It's going to be a, a good time. I, 
I can't even I, I I I can't wait for the ten hour drive to be honest. I can't wait to just drive and uh, have Aurora and Lauren in the car. So thank you all for everything, and I'll see you. I'll catch you on the. What have I done? What have I done? I'll be okay. That's it. I'll catch you on the flip side. Nighty night.
Jesus. 